Welcome to Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 30 of The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. Chapter 10. Directions for Walking with God Under Afflictions. Every day will bring forth its evil and cross. Matthew six thirty four, Whether lighter and ordinary or more heavy and extraordinary. The first sort rises partly from the common frailties of the persons with whom you converse and partly from your own as from pride and peevishness and suspicion of evil, etc. Such as discourtesies from those of whom you expected kindness, imperiousness and too much domineering of superiors, sullenness, negligence, and disregard from inferiors, awkwardness, and perverseness in the persons and things with which you have to do. 1. Rules concerning lighter crosses. First, lay not these to heart. Make them not greater than they be through your impatience, as many do, who, upon every light occasion of dislike, cast themselves into such a state of vexation and discontent that all the blessings they enjoy are scarcely observed or can make their lives comfortable. Whereas wisdom should prevent, and love and prudence should cover and pass by most of these, seeing as if you saw not, or if you will give way to any passion at these, let it be with hatred of their and your sin, which is the cause of these and all other crosses. Secondly, these should cause you to pity and pray for them that give you this offense and for yourself, who many times without cause take offense. You may, if need require, show your dislike and admonish the offender, provided you do it with meekness of wisdom, James three thirteen. But learn hereby to warn yourself that you give not the like offense. 2. Directions how to bear all afflictions well. But whether your crosses and afflictions be imaginary only or real, whether from God immediately or from man, whether light or heavy, Follow these directions. Number one, be not transported with passion and anger like proud Lamech, Genesis 4, 23 and 24, and froward Jonas, Jonah 4, 7 through 9. Two, be not overwhelmed or sullen with grief like covetous Ahab, 1 Kings 21, 4, and foolish Nabal, 1 Samuel twenty five thirty seven, but three, bear them patiently, 
for. Bear them cheerfully and thankfully. Five, bear them fruitfully. Remedies against sinful anger. To help you that passion and heat of anger kindle not, or at least break not out beyond due bounds, first, convince your judgment thoroughly that passion and rash anger is forbidden and hated of God. Matthew five twenty two, Ecclesiastes 7, 9. It is a fruit of the flesh. Galatians 5, 20. A work of the devil. James 3, 14 and 15. Bread and nourished by pride. Proverbs 21, 24. Folly, Proverbs fourteen twenty nine, and self-love, Jonah 4, 1 through 3. Also, that it surprises all the powers of right reason, putting a man beside himself, causing him to abuse his tongue, hands, and the whole man, making him like a fool, to cast firebrands at everything which crosses him, and that not only against his neighbor and dearest friends, 1 Samuel 20, 30-33, but against God himself, Jonah 4, 9. Consider likewise that it makes a man unfit to pray, 1 Timothy 2, 8, to hear the word, 1 Peter 2, 1, James 1, 19, or to perform any worship to God and unfit to speak or hear reason or to give or receive good counsel. God forbids his children the company of the froward, Proverbs twenty-two twenty-four, and saith that such an one abounds in transgression, Proverbs 29, 22, and that there is more hope of a fool than of him, Proverbs 29, 20. Wherefore, he must needs be exposed to all the just judgments of God, Proverbs 19, 19, temporal and eternal, for which cause fix in your mind such an abhorrence of this vice that you may beware and shun it with all caution. Secondly, observe watchfully when anger begins to kindle and stir in you and before it flame and break forth into speech or behavior, set your reason at work to prevent or restrain it. Nay, set faith at work, having in readiness upon your mind such pertinent scriptures as these. Be angry and sin not, Ephesians 4.26, and anger rests in the bosom of fools, Ecclesiastes 7.9. Shall I then sin against God? Shall I thus play the fool? Rules to know when anger is sinful. You sin in your anger first when it is without cause. 
as when neither God is dishonored, nor your neighbor or yourself indeed injured, when it is for trifles and only because you are crossed in your will and desire and the like, but chiefly when you are angry with any for well-doing. 1 Kings 22, 24-26 Secondly, though you have cause, yet, if it extinguish your love to the person with whom you are angry, so that you neglect the common and needful offices thereof. Thirdly, when it exceeds due measure, as when it is over much and over long. Fourthly, it is sinful when it brings forth evil and unseemly effects such as neglect or ill performance of any duty to God or man or when it breaks out into loud, clamorous, or reviling speeches, or into churlish, sullen, or indecent behavior, or when it is attended with any injurious act. Thirdly, if you cannot keep anger from rising within you, yet be sure that you bind your tongue and hand to good behavior. Make a covenant with them and charge them not to show it, nor partake with it any further than considerate reason and good conscience shall advise you. Psalm 39.1. Set a law to yourself. Psalm 141.3. That you will not chide nor strike while you are in the heat of anger. If there be cause of either, defer it until you have more government over yourself. If you say that, if you do them not in your heart, you shall not do them at all. I answer that, in saying so, you discover a great deal of folly and weakness. I am sure you never do them well in passion. And conscience of duty should lead you to chiding and correcting when there is cause, not passion. For in it, you serve and revenge yourself upon the party, but not God. Fourthly, both before and when you are angry, see God by the eye of your faith as present with you in hearing and looking upon you. Psalm 11, 4 and 5. This will make you peaceable and quiet, causing you not only to hold your hands and tongue, as you find by experience you used to do when some reverend friend is present, but this will calm and abate the inward heat and passion of your mind. Fifthly, if you feel your corruption and weakness to be such, and the provocation to anger so great that you fear you cannot contain yourself, then, if it be possible, avoid all occasions of anger and remove yourself in a peaceable and quiet manner 
from the person, object, or occasion thereof, and at all times. Shun the company of an angry man, as much as your calling will give you leave, lest you learn his ways. Proverbs 22, 24, and 25. Sixthly, howsoever it may happen that anger kindles in you and breaks out, be sure that you subdue it before you grow into hatred of him with whom you are angry. For this cause, let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Ephesians 4.26 You know not what hatred it may grow into before morning. And the best means that I know to subdue it is, if you find your heart to rise against any, pray heartily to God for him in particular, for his good, Matthew five forty four. To this you are commanded, and be so far from seeking revenge that you force yourself to be loving and kind, showing all good offices of love with wisdom, as you shall have occasion, overcoming evil with good. Romans thirteen seventeen to 21. Pray also to God for yourself that he would please to subdue this passion in you. This act of love to him with whom you are angry performed before God in whose sight you dare not dissemble will excellently quench wrath and prevent hatred against him and will give proof between God and your conscience that you love him. This concludes episode 30 of Henry Scudder's The Christian Daily Walk.